Hi guys, this is Kurt Schlichter and this is the Unredacted Podcast from Town Hall VIP. I want to tell you what's coming up in the future. We're going to expand ourselves technologically. We're going to have more guests from a remote distance. But you know what the best guests are? The best guests are right here. Here and my friend Drew Maddich, wine and conservatism connoisseur extraordinaire, that's French folks, it means extraordinary, is right here hanging out with me. Drew, welcome back to California. So great to be back. You uh, have gone to a different state. Back in October. Well, let's 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 go back a little bit. Um, when the pandemic started during that summer of 2020, I had some friends. Head on up to head on up to the state of Idaho, the gem, Idaho. The gem state. Idaho, Idaho. And they said, you really should come and check this place out. And you checked it out. I checked it out four or five trips. On the fifth trip, I found a lot and I started to build a house. And we uh, we were with you during that process. You now have a house up there. You are now doing your thing up there. I moved, but moved up there in October, working remotely. And, um, but you come back here to California, and you are here at our uh, palatial estate in the, the South Bay of LA. Yep. Kicking ass and taking names. Drinking wine. Uh, we got to talk about the wine. And eating steak, of course. Oh, my gosh. Let's, and, let's get the steak out of the and, way. And some, and some cream spinach. Oh, my God. Uh, Look, I don't want to move off the steak because the ribeye I made was maybe the best ribeye I've ever made. It was fantastic. It was definitely up there. There were there were two ribeyes. There was a New York and a New York for Francine and a a a, uh, fillet fillet for arena for arena. Yes. Uh, Arena. What would you think of the fillet? Oh, it was amazing. What would you think of the uh, uh, New York? I think it was insane. I uh, bacon fat is, mm. I, is it, I'm a fan of bacon fat at all bacon times, fat. but I would never have thought to do it this way. And oh my God, you've changed my life. Uh, <laughs> look, I, look, we're all about making difference here at uh, making a difference here at Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast. You heard it yourself: New York steak, two uh, uh, cream spinach. Holy crap! Some some crostini with butter. Oh, we had yeah yeah you mean you, your breads that we cut real thin. Yeah, exactly. And we put butter on them. That's right. Uh, and, it was, and not to mention the tomato olive oil. Oh my gosh, tomato the tomato olive oil garlic thing that Arena made, guys. If you guys are into the idea of a, uh, no, y'all have to just come over here next time. Yeah, well, well, we we want to do a thing, so we we got to get a thing at some point. But if you guys want to do a thing, I need look. I need facts on the ground. I need you guys going. Hey, Kurt, we want to meet in uh, Paso Robles. Or Santa Barbara. Or we want to get Caldwell, together. Idaho. Caldwell, Idaho. And we want to do a thing uh, where you guys cook. I can go to town hall. Maybe I can make it happen. Or maybe they go, shut the fuck up. I don't know. It could be either one. What would Storm say about such a Storm, Storm would be all in on that shit. Okay. I don't know if it's at Storm's level. But we could do a thing. And, of course, uh, Drew would be there. And Arena Francine and uh, the uh, Larry O'Connor probably be in the house. Yeah, we we oh, look. Larry be, would be here. Oh my god, 
Larry loved this steak last time. Larry was like, I can't believe you competently performed this basic activity of yeah. steak. Well, I think, I, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a, like a Santa Barbara solution. There is a Santa Barbara, the Santa Barbara solution. Uh, I love that idea. By the way, we will get to politics. So, you know, settle. We're, we, we've got a we've got a segue. To we got a segue to it. Let's let's review the wine. An Arnace from uh, Idlewild. Arnace being a very finicky grape of northern Italy, which is grown a little bit, tiny bit, in Sonoma, and it is perhaps my favorite white wine. Okay, I I I, I must say I'm blown away by your description just now, because seven years ago or eight years ago when we started drinking wines, I. I did not dream that Kurt would be talking like this, ever. I literally, and Drew actually explained it tonight to folks, I would turn to Drew and go, do I like this wine? Yeah. <laughs> and tonight, he said, this tastes so minerally. <laughs> I said minerally. And yet I can still sexually perform as a man. So it's amazing. It's true. At least you didn't say it showed well. I it showed well. I don't even yeah. know what the fuck that means. Yeah, okay. Um, I love the Ornace. Then we add the continuous favorite here, the Enfield Foot Tread. Enfield? Uh, go get Enfield. Okay. okay. Go get Idlewild. Okay. Here's what you have to do. Look up Idlewild wines. They're Italian grape varieties grown in Northern California. They're all great. You cannot go wrong. Uh, use my name. They won't recognize it, but if enough people do it, they'll recognize it and go, yeah. what the fuck is this right-wing lunatic supporting my wine? That's right. But they won't care because I'm supporting their wine. And they'll never want to take themselves off of Spotify. <laughs> By the way, my the, my favorite joke of the last year was Terry Jacks has uh, told Spotify it wants it to take its his song off the air. There you go. It's gone. Yeah. So anyway. all right. Uh, so okay. It's funny so, to me. So you've got Idlewild. Okay. The next one we had was the Enfield wine Foot Tread Rosé. Foot Tread Rosé, guys. There is no better rosé. It's almost like a little red. It's like a it's like a baby red wine. But it's got a little friscante. It's fizzy. Very good. good. Minerally and friscante. Minerally and fr oh my god, it is so freaking good. Yep. And uh, by the way, this guy named his wine after a rifle, the Enfield. Okay. A little more clarity. He named his wine after his middle name, which was named after a rifle. Exactly. Now, the, the, the wine company is Enfield Wine. So go to EnfieldWine.com, get on his mailing list, and he's got a release next week with a bunch of new wines. Guys, you really ought to check this out. This guy, uh, look, here's what I love about it. Wine isn't just how it tastes. Wine is about context. Are you drinking it with friends? Who are you drinking? Where, where did it come from? This is a guy. He's just a guy. And he had a dream that he wanted to have a winery. So he did it. And he's got and it's, I, I mean, my God, that's what we all want. A guy who has a dream and can go do it. And he does something great. Last summer, and we should support him. Last summer, we yep. went up. We went up to Santa Rosa. We went up to he's, see him. He's got he's got a corner of a of a warehouse yep. in Santa Rosa with barrels of wine all around, and he took out about eight wines and just tasted, and just us tasted and, the hell and, out. And, of and you know us. what? They were all great. He just broke us. Yeah. Uh, and 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 he was like, you know, take a 
you know, I'm pouring wine into this press. Grab a grape. That's Try right. it. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're tasting this stuff. He was, yeah, he was, the guys, he was blending Riesling and Pinot Noir grapes. Yeah. This is amazing. Look, this guy, I don't know if he's a right winger or a left winger. I don't know. But I know they're he. All well, maybe. It's a, it's Who knows? A, it's a, it's a, well, she's not. Yeah, that's true. Look, this is a guy doing, following his vision and saying, hey, I'm making something new. And it's great. And that's that's the beauty of it. That's what we're fighting for. The chance for a guy like him to go out and do what he wants to do and he either succeeds because he's good or he fails because he didn't quite cut it. But he doesn't fail because some bureaucrat said, fuck you. So far, you have to wear a mask over your asshole. So far, he's killing it. He's killing it. And it's OK. Guys, it's inspirational. So when we talk about wine, it's not just about getting hammered, though it's partly about getting hammered. Enfieldwine.com, and they are not a sponsor. And India, uh, Idlewild, too. Idlewild. I don't know their website, but I will know in a second. Uh, not a sponsor either, uh, but I am a huge fan. But there, there's more. Then we had the Small Vines. And we had a Small Vines 2014 okay. Pinot Noir that tasted like a freaking Cabernet. Okay, going back to Idlewild, it's idlewildwines.com. I-D-L-E-W-I-L-D wines.com. Okay. And if you want politics, they're coming. Just suck it up. Yep. The, uh, uh, the uh, Small Vines uh, uh, Pinot Noir tasted like a Cabernet. Fantastic. Loved it. Um. Small Vines is a very small winery, maybe 2,500 cases up in Sonoma, in Sebastopol. If you can get did it. I say Sebastopol correctly? You did. Yes. That's Russian, you love Putin! Yeah. We'll talk about Ukraine in a second. We'll another, get to it, people. Another fantastic winery that... It's just people out there following their that's dream, right. man. That's right. That's, guys, that's what we're about. You follow your dream and maybe you lose and then you don't ask somebody to pay for it. Like somebody who got a gender studies degree. I want you to pay their student loan. <laughs> no, no, no. They're out there doing their thing. And if they're great, and I got to tell you, Small Vines is great. You support them. Uh, website, smallvines.com. S-M-A-L-L-V-I-N-E-S dot And then Drew threw me a, a, a curveball. He threw me a Merlot. A Starlane Merlot. And I got to say, guys, fantastic. I know, I know that Paul Giamatti is not one of our Paul listeners. Paul Giamatti is not one of our listeners. He thinned up. Did he? Did you see he thinned have, up on, uh, on uh, uh, Billions? I have not And seen everybody's him. like, holy who's that? shit. Who's that? He's like, who's the, who's the fucking, like Pompeo. Yo. Pompeo oh. thinned up too. Oh, did he? I didn't see that. Who was on Billions? I've thinned up too, and you you you've not mentioned you've not mentioned how I've dropped a few pounds. I I you know what? Because you're a man, and we, you don't talk about Ehrman's appearance. It, it, it's true, and yeah, you know, we've just we've just Fake. got a lot on our list, and and Kurt's Kurt's it's weight issues lies. are not are a little bit down the list. Hey you know? hey, I'm I'm very uh, I'm getting sleeker. It's it's true. I'm benching a lot. It's true. And benching. And, you know, you're you're wearing the shirt that we bought in Healdsburg. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Okay. We've gone 11 minutes and you're going, where's the politics? Let's talk the politics. Should we go to war in Ukraine? Drew, what do you think? No. <laughs> well, um, well, let me elaborate. 
I, I keep asking people the uh, basic uh, War College question, which apparently the War College, which is now woke, doesn't ask anymore, which is what is America's vital strategic well, interest in keeping Ukraine not part of uh, uh, the Russian Empire? And I never get an answer. What I get is you're racist, sexist and transphobic. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you, you have to ask. I mean, I do this at work every day. What's the upside? What is the upside? Now, again, guys, I like Ukrainians. I deployed with Ukrainians to Kosovo. I trained Ukrainians in Ukraine. Hillary would four call times. you a deployable. I, <laughs> yes, Hillary would call me a deployable. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, I'm going to let that. I'm going to let that. Hold on, guys. Having a little starling here. <laughs> That's the small vibes, by the way. Holy crap. Well, you can. Yeah. Wow. Um, Deployable. Yeah. Uh, For the win. Arena. I know. Uh, here's the thing. Guys, do what none of the sexually defective uh, Beltway losers have done. Okay? I want you to go, and I want you to get. It's called a map. I want you to get a map. And I want you to look at the map. Okay? I'm an infantry officer. First thing you do, you look at a fucking map. All right. Second of all, remember this. A third world person of color told you that it is vitally important to understand your enemy's mindset. Sun Tzu, who is Chinese... And he was not Mitt Romney. So did Jean Kirkpatrick, by the way. Well, Jean Kirkpatrick did, but, but she was a person of power. Uh, <laughs> third world uh, person of color. Sun Tzu said, understand your enemy. Okay. You have to understand what your enemy's thinking. And Tucker Carlson has been talking about what the enemy is thinking. And I, I, I do use the word enemy with uh, uh, Putin. I was trained to kill Russians. Uh, killing Russians is part of uh, uh, in, in my blood. I'm all for it. I don't give a fuck about Russia. Uh, they are my enemy and I will kill them in giant heaps if need be. The emphasis on need be. I understand that when I kill Russians, it means Americans die too. That's important to me. So uh, if you're going, you're just a fan of Vladimir Putin, all I can say is Motherfucker, if you weren't out there shivering in a goddamn fighting position in Stuttgart like I was with my platoon in 1989, fuck you and fuck the horse you fucked while riding in. Um, they weren't even zygotes. They weren't even, most of them weren't even zygotes. I, I love being, you, you know, if you don't know what a fucking motor rifle regiment is, maybe you need to shut the fuck up. Okay, just saying. All right. So having established my bona fides is not being Putin's bitch. I'm an American. So what's important to me is America. What is America's vital interest in fighting in Ukraine? I like Ukrainians. I don't want the Russians to take Ukraine over. But I have yet to see what the strategic interest is. Look at the map, guys. You have the Baltics on the top. They seem to be going towards Russia. You have Ukraine on the bottom. It looks like a crab claw. You have 
Belarus in the middle, which is not which is kind of Russia. They look like they're being surrounded. I don't agree that they're being surrounded. I don't think Ukraine. I don't think uh, NATO is trying to invade Russia, but invade Russia has been invaded twice in the last couple centuries, uh, most recently with the Germans. And maybe they're a little fucking worried about that. It ain't right. It ain't necessarily uh, it ain't necessarily sane, but it's a reality. But let's circle back, uh-huh. oh, no. as somebody Are would say. Sacking? Yeah, let's oh, circle back. Damn. Let's circle <laughs> sacky. Yeah, let's circle back you to the NATO sacking. of it. Because you, you mentioned NATO. Do we have a responsibility there or what's... Well, we don't have a responsibility to Ukraine because Ukraine's not part of NATO. I keep hearing we have a responsibility to Ukraine. I, again, I like Ukrainians. I hope they win. If I was Ukrainian in Ukraine, maybe I'd grab a rifle and go help. That doesn't mean my country should intervene on it. I don't think that my personal uh, feelings, which are unbelievably pro-Ukraine, mean that some uh, 82nd Airborne uh, Division's uh, paratroopers mom in Ukraine should get a on the front door that her son's been killed trying to fight defending Kiev. Okay, not my not my choice. If I got whacked doing it, that's a whole different story. I know the Ukrainians. I like the Ukrainians. I want the Ukrainians to drown the Russians in a river of blood. That doesn't mean I have the right or the strategic imperative to have other Americans do it. We do not have a treaty with Ukraine. I know there were assurances that Ukraine would be defended. Okay, there's one way you make assurances. It's called a treaty. And if I remember con law correctly, and I think I do, you have to get two-thirds of the Senate to ratify a treaty that commits American lives and treasure. American lives and treasure are committed to NATO uh, countries. And two-thirds of the Senate won't ratify anything. Well, that's correct. But right now, they have you. They have ratified the treaty as to uh, NATO. So uh, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia – which gave us our drapes recently, um, uh, uh, are NATO countries. We are committed to defend them, and I think we have to defend them because we had our Senate vote to do that. They haven't voted to do Ukraine. Now, if you want to come to come to our Senate and argue that we should defend Ukraine, let's talk about that. And, you know, maybe you could convince me because I really like the Ukrainians. But until they do that, America has no moral obligation to defend people. I, we, we saw that with the whole fucking Kurd thing. Remember that? And I, I actually wrote that where, where, where Trump goes, they weren't with us when they invaded uh, – when we invaded Normandy. I actually wrote that line. He grabbed it from me. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, we, we ally – through a process because it means American blood. I don't think it's too much to ask that our representatives agree to it before we commit American lives and treasure. And that's that's how you do it. So there, there's my vibe, folks. Can I ask a question? Yeah, Francis, go ahead. How do you feel about the fact that we, that while it is true that, that historically we rely on that, that process, we have not been doing that. We've been ignoring that process. Not we, you and I, not not our friends here, but in general, that process has been flouted, ignored, and completely trampled upon. Well, if you guys didn't hear, and I don't know if you did, uh, she had a very good point. America has not 
followed that process. America has not required the uh, ratification of treaties by the Congress uh, or even declarations of war before he put young Americans' lives on line. Let me tell you a little story. I remember I came back from the Gulf War, which is 31 years ago right now. Uh, 31 years ago this August, I was in law school, and our uh, uh, one of our professors said, and there were 100 people in our class, 100, uh, 100 professors said, and honey, do you want to go grab the uh, uh, sparkling uh, uh, Malbec? Where is it? It's in the uh, wine fridge at the bottom. It's necessary okay. to it's this sparkly. discussion. It is vital. Um, okay. uh, a number of people, uh, you know, the professor said, who thinks that the uh, Congress, which is the representative people, have to approve American war power or the president could do it? Every single person in the class, except maybe one or two, and me said, no, the president can do it. And me, having just come back from a war, I said, no. I, I want the uh, the representatives of the American people to do it. If the representatives of the American people tell me to go fucking die, I'll go do it. I get it. That's part of the deal I made when I joined the military. They can't even pass a budget. Do you expect them to? Well, then if they can't make the deal, then they, then they don't get to do it. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, and that's almost beside the point. Yeah. Because this is the law and this is the way. So This is the way as the Mandalorian says. <laughs> so that's why I ask uh, how do you feel about it right now and what do you think about where this is going? What do, how do I feel and what do I think we're in a dangerous land. What what do I think and how do I feel and where do I think it's going? Yeah. Well, what I feel is meaningless. Uh the only thing that means anything is what the will of the American people is expressed through representatives. Fair. Uh, because I, I was a soldier and I, I swore I would follow that. And, um, where do I think it's going? Uh, I think, I, I think, I, I think, uh, Putin's going to attack. I think Putin, sh you know, based on the calculus of raw power, which is the only calculus that really matters. Oh my goodness. When you, Whoa. when you have, uh, Ooh. yeah, just, to Drew, when, uh, oh, oh, we're about to have a Malbec champagne. Was, was this in the refrigerator? Yes. yes, it was. Okay. It was in the one. Okay. Uh, he, and he's going to open it, guys. When uh, did you see that? the raw the calculus of raw power is that force wins, and that's that's the reality of the world. Unfortunately, for our ruling class, it's not their reality. Force doesn't win. Whining and being a pussy wins. So when they come up against someone like Xi or someone like uh, Putin or someone like Khomeini, they don't know how to deal with him because he doesn't care if he if they get called sexist or racist or transphobe. All they care about is whether they can win. At the end of the day, power comes from the barrel of a gun. It's a goddamn American soldier standing there with an M4 with his bayonet on, backed up by an integrated uh, fire system of artillery, drones, uh, uh, and, uh, and air power. Hang on. That's the sound of liberty. That's a, that's the sound of a bulwark staffer's pool boy when uh, the wife gets home. In any case, guys, that's our town hall for today. Uh, that's our unredacted. Drew, you got more to say? I, I, you know what? I love you together. Yeah. The 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 primer on uh, Ukraine 
is uh, that that's how you should be thinking about it. That is. And what, again, what is the upside? I mean, what is the upside that. for America? There isn't one. What is the upside for the Ukraine? I hope they fucking kill these Russians. And frankly, I would uh, basically I would fade off into the woods and the swamps and the plains where I've been. Uh, and I would kill Russians at my leisure and get ready to buy stocks. And get ready to buy stocks. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. That, no, I got that's that's town hall for now. Uh, my uh, uh, unredacted. Uh, go go follow me at my uh, uh, locals page on locals. Kurt, the Schlechter Arena. Read my columns every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And of course, get the Kelly Turnbull series of novels uh, right there on no, Amazon. Number seven is in the number works. seven is in the works. I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye.